Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, July 30th. Final Lines. Today's scripture reading, Galatians chapter 6, verses 11 through 16, from Mike's Amplified Version, which reads, Now, having commandeered the pen from the scribe, this is me writing the final lines of this letter like one long signature. See what distinctly large letters I'm using as I write these lines? It's almost like I don't want you to miss what I'm saying. Those wrapped up in putting in a good appearance, even if it's only skin deep, They're the ones forcing the issue of foreskin removal on you, but only to save their own skin at the expense of yours, rather than be harassed for clinging to the cross and its extreme claims. Yet when it comes right down to it, those going to such lengths as they peddle circumcision are somehow always coming up short. When it comes to real compliance with all that Jewish law enjoins, as they merely dapple in it. Yet they want to slice away at you, collecting your severed foreskins like trophies so they can brag about their numbers. But may I never, ever brag about anything other than the humiliating cross of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, through which everything the world offers as a source of meaning and fulfillment is crucified, dead, and buried to me, and me to it. Again, I stress that the presence or absence of a foreskin is meaningless now. All that matters now is the creative work of God through which all things are made new. This is our canonizing standard. This is how we measure everything. God's deepening shalom and far-reaching mercy on everyone who embraces and falls in lines with it. And I'm looking at you, Israel of God not you charlatan wannabes. This is God's Word. Now we come to the last paragraph on the last page of this Galatian letter. Letters were normally composed through a process of dictation to and through a scribe. The author dictates as the scribe wrote, no doubt with occasional give and take as to grammar and word choice. I always imagine Paul preaching up a storm caught up in the rhapsodies of revelation and insight and worship as a ready scribe desperately tried to keep up with him. Often as the letter neared its conclusion, the author would take the pen from the scribe and write a line of greeting and benediction with his own hand as a sort of signature, bearing witness to its authenticity, even as our signature does on any document. Paul himself bears witness to this practice explicitly, as he put the finishing signatory touches on his second letter to the Thessalonian believers. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, I do this in all my letters to prove they're from me. It's just that when Paul goes to do so this time in Galatians, he does more than just inscribe his name and a short benediction of grace and peace to you. As he begins writing now in his own hand with distinctive large letters, okay, more on that in a moment, he goes beyond signing his name and adding a benedictional flourish. He writes another whole stinking paragraph, sort of like the preacher who bids the congregation to stand for a closing prayer, but then revisits his points in the sermon for another 10 minutes before getting to it. If this is the case, Then what we have here in the final paragraph of the final page of Galatians is Paul's P.S. Okay, that's P.S., not B.S. 
is PS or postscript, which means the body of the letter actually ended with that high note of our efforts ultimately producing a harvest that what we do when we pour into others matters. But Paul just can't leave it with that. He has to revisit some key themes in summation one more time, and he does so with large letters. Some theorize Paul's writing with large letters evidences a sight disorder, which may be related to the illness that forced him to stay and preach among them during his first pass through. After all, they were willing to pluck out their eyes and give them to him, yes? Which is often further connected with his thorn in the flesh mentioned near the end of his Corinthians correspondence. Maybe. Or maybe it's just how he wrote. Or perhaps he wrote with his distinctive style only even larger, more exaggerated for effect. As if he wrote in all caps, bolded, and underlined. Or perhaps even double underlined. Intended or not, that final paragraph with its large letters in those original autographs they would have seen but which we no longer possess would have had that emphatic effect. I'm imagining the reader of the letter reading this last paragraph just a few decibels louder, which might not be a bad way of audibly reproducing the effect. And what is it that Paul now would have them hear a few decibels higher? The bottom line of his motivation and heart contrasted with that of those peddling circumcision, and the bottom line again of the entire message of Jesus. I'll leave the content for you to sort a bit more as you reread this final paragraph. The real question I would leave with us here is, what would we write with emphatically large letters if we could? Say, on a billboard. Yeah, just what would you put in large letters on a huge billboard for everyone to see if you could? But then I'm getting ahead of myself into your personal reflections. Read the content of Paul's emphatic final paragraph one more time. If you're reading this aloud, perhaps try reading it louder. Perhaps even ridiculously louder, just to make the point. See what you see, or better, what you hear. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. So what would you put on a billboard if you could? What one thing would you say in large, loud letters if you could? Why? Lord, in those key moments when you would have me speak and write with large letters, let me not put the emphasis on the wrong syllable where you would speak loud and large in this time, in this place, so let me speak, not in a whisper, nor in a whimper, but loud and bold and clear. To your spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.